You're listening to Health Call Live, the area's only live local interactive radio hour devoted to you and your health. Watch the video live stream on the Health Call Facebook page and call us with your questions at 447-1190 or toll free at 800-333-1190. Here's your host, health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Good Saturday morning. Great to have you with us wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And I guess whenever you're listening, if you're following up, listening to the podcast, glad that you are here. We're going to focus today on a chemical process that happens in your body day in and day out. And if it gets gummed up, if the process breaks down, it can have a significant impact on on how you think, how you feel, can increase your risk of heart disease, uh, dementia, cancer. A lot of different things can all be affected by some something called the methylation cycle. And here to guide us through all of that is the show's good friend, pharmacist and clinical nutritionist, Greg Russell from Fort Wayne Custom Rx. Good morning. Good morning. Boy, we're going to we're gonna tackle a tough one today, aren't we? Boy, and it's big and it's broad. <laughs> there are so many conditions and symptoms associated with this. It's hard to know. Uh, it seems like it could affect everybody. It, and it does. It affects quite a, a large percentage of the population. Now, whether it causes a health issue or not is is debatable, um, but it's certainly something that should be looked at. Um, and as we delve into this and we talk about this, we'll try to keep it simple because it is a complex process. But hey, you know, uh, some a caller uh, called in or sent us a text and asked us if we would talk about this. And, yep. and it took me uh, two two to three months to kind of put this together because it's such a complicated thing. But uh, we're going to be fearless. We're going to try it today and awesome. see, see how we do. Let's go after it. So we're talking about here this process of methylation. So what we're talking about here is adding what's called a methyl group to our genes. And and take. I'm going to take a shot at this. You correct me if I got it okay, wrong. Okay. okay. So your genes uh, control a lot of protein functions in your body. And then these methylation, these methyl groups added to your genes help turn those genes on or off, or kind of rotate the volume up, rotate the volume down, and that can affect your body and your health in many different ways. That's exactly right, and you pretty much hit, it, hit the, the nail on the head there because it is a complex process, and you know we all look at those Tinker Toy models, and if you imagine that uh, a lollipop or another stick gets put on the Tinker Toy model, that changes that structure, and that's basically what's happening with the methylation process, and it's involved in so many different chemical processes, and we've talked about this a little bit in the past that you know the DNA um, is programmed, you know, we all have this DNA, right? Mm -hmm. We all have this specific uh, chromosome. We get a gene from mom, we get a gene from dad, and it makes our own specific DNA, which is what all the crime shows and everybody, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, all this this neat stuff. But DNA is so sophisticated and so simple at the same time. But it's it's kind of like going into a grocery store, you know, at, at like. For example, I'll say like a Kroger's, okay? Every, uh, even though there's a giant chain of Kroger stores, there's no store that's exactly the same, mm -hmm. right? Because one might have 12 bags of, of Wonder, um, the Wonder Bread on, on the shelf, and one might have six. So those little changes really change our, our, the way our body works, our system, and certainly makes a difference whether you have a blue eye or uh, a brown eye, et cetera. And... And so understanding methylation itself, this process has to work, and it's running 24-7, and some of us have a, a advantage, 
we are, we're good methylators, and some of us are poorer methylators. And so the science is getting down into the into the weeds here to try to figure out how do we how do we do it. And what's interesting is how nature itself, um, how we how we interact with our nature ourselves actually impacts our methylation cycle. And we'll go into that deeper too. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the symptoms, some of the problems that might be associated if I'm not a good methylator. Yeah. Uh, what what can, what can go wrong? Sure. Sure. Well, you know that that patient that comes in and says, you know, I'm always fatigued. Or I'm depressed, or I'm anxious. You know, those are the mood type mm-hmm. symptoms that happens. Well, that methylation process is very important in making those brain chemicals, i.e., dopamine, um, serotonin, serotonin, melatonin. Mm-hmm. I'm having problems sleeping. Could be, you know, they get migraine headaches. You know, again, because serotonin is not working right. It could be that they have high blood pressure for which now we will track down, and we'll talk about that in a second here or two, but you know, heart disease is definitely related to the methylation cycle. Yeah, and the list just goes on and on and on. Your propensity for addiction, um, muscle aches and pains. I mean, the list is so long. Almost any condition can fit into this. That's right. And you're at greater risk if you have a genetic alteration. That's right. Now, let's talk about that. And how do I know if I've got that? Sure. So, you know, basically the the two... Now, there's many different what we call genetic SNPs, SNPs. Those are called single nucleotide polyps polymorphisms, but but basically what those have to do is there's a change in your DNA that you got a gene from mom and you got a gene from dad, and you have a certain trait that means you don't methylate properly. And, and the two major ones are a C677T and an A1298C. And the reason I bring those up is those can be commonly tested for. And let's say you have a bad copy from mom and a bad copy from dad, so you have two bad copies, then you are you have a 70% reduction in your ability to methylate. And those are the patients, for example, that are at higher risk of having a cardiovascular effect. Whereas, let's say on the 1298, you have a one-copy decline, well, then you only have a 10% reduction. So it just kind of depends a little bit. Now, having said that, when you look at genes, environment plays a role in it. So, if let's say I only have the one copy, but I'm a very good veg, you know, I eat a lot of good folic, I get a lot of folic acid in my diet, and I get a lot of good balanced food, then I tend to be at a lower risk than somebody who's maybe a junk food fiend and not getting much folic acid. Yeah, and I've also read that uh, caffeine uh, is a, a big can gum up the works. Alcohol gums up the works. If I eat a lot of high-fat diet, it gums things up. Exactly. Gluten. And so if you've got that SNP, that genetic problem, and then you have these bad diet and lifestyle factors on top of it, now you've really, really gummed up the works and things can go downhill fast. Right. How do I know whether or not I have this genetic problem? Yeah, so here's, here's what I would recommend you do. Um, there's simple blood tests that doctors can can run when you're, especially if you're a heart patient or you have any of these things. Um, that's called a, measures your homocysteine, and I'll explain what homocysteine is. So, in part of that methylation process, if you if you look at uh, like gears on a gearbox, okay, mm-hmm. you have one gear that turns one direction. It's got teeth, and it. Uh, works with the, another gear. There's the folic acid cycle and the methylation cycle, and they're both connected to each other. And so let's say the folic acid cycle doesn't work, then the methionine cycle doesn't work. Well, the methionine is a process that actually makes the methyl donors that get attached to your DNA. 
and they make the enzymes that are important for this whole chemical process. But what it does is it makes it, the cycle is such that methionine goes to homocysteine, and then homocysteine is supposed to go back to methionine. It's a cycle. And if for some reason that cycle doesn't work completely, then you end up getting stuck, and then the methionine instead goes to homocysteine. And so there's a measure of homocysteine. So if your homocysteine levels go up, um, and you know the ranges will be on these tests, but if you're running high homocysteine, that's probably the type of person that really needs to pay attention because the, the relationship to homocysteine and th diseases such as Alzheimer's and cardiovascular disease is high. Yeah, so we, we think we're damaging the, the lining of our, our, our arterial system and the epithelial cells inside our body are being damaged by high homocysteine levels. And, man, it is a wheel. It's a It's cycle. just a wheel, and it keeps going forward. And so the, one of the components to that wheel, again, is, is the vitamins, the B vitamins that we're going to talk about here. The, but the predominant one is folic. Folates, okay? So you get folates from your vegetables, right? Your green leafy vegetables. So again, you know, those patients need to make sure they're getting their servings of vegetables for sure. Um, and if you've got that, and you're one of those people that has really high homocysteine levels, then we want to give you some, some folate-type vitamins. Man, I just caught a glimpse at the clock, Greg. We've got to take a break. I hope, we are, I hope you're hanging with us here because this is a truly important uh, uh, concept to understand that can affect how you feel in so many different ways. So we've kind of painted the broad picture here. We hope we've got your attention. When we come back, we're going to talk about what you can do about this. Welcome back to Health Call Live, where health information is free and the stethoscope is never cold. We're here to answer your questions at 447-1190. Now, back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. And also Greg Russell, the uh, clinical nutritionist, founder of Fort Wayne Custom Rx, and a registered pharmacist. So, so glad to have you here. As we're talking about the methylation cycle, all the stuff that can go wrong in that process, and we... It, We've identified that if you have a genetic, not a defect, but a genetic change mm -hmm. that uh, sets you up for this problem, how do I know more about that? So, uh, again, we talked about homocysteine. If your homocysteine level is high, you know, th that's a warning sign to me. Um, the good news is we can get homocysteine down, but we need to kind of find out a little more information. So, you know, obviously a consultation with us will help um, because we'll explain the process more, more thoroughly to you. But, um, you know, you can go to any labs. Uh, I make sure I call them the right company, AnyLab Test, and uh, they have a, a what they call an MTHFR pharmacogenetics panel. It's like $149. does not require a prescription, but it will test those two genes that we were talking about. And then that would tell us the severity of, is it really the, the genes that are, are the problem, or are you or is it something else? Um, but the nice thing about it is it's... You know, paying attention, just because you have a genetic predisp predisposition to something doesn't mean you can't overcome it. And, uh, you know, we, we, we do that through proper nutrition, uh, stress management, um, getting making sure we're keeping those detoxification pathways open so that you can not allow the homocysteine to build up um, because homocysteine gets converted to glutathione, which is important for your liver pathways. So there's things that could be done, but probably the, the most important thing is to get on these, what I would call pre-digested B, B vitamins, and they're called methylated vitamins. And, and as we talk about methylated vitamins, Lee, what they are basically doing is they're keeping that cycle spinning. Because a lot of times people 
um, when they take a vitamin, the body has to have an enzyme that converts it into the active vitamin. Okay. Yeah. So in other words, it digests it. It changes that. And if you don't have the ability to do that, then you might be taking this cheap vitamin that's not even doing any work for you. So what we would recommend is we would look again at um, you know your symptoms and add a, a combination of, of methylated vitamins. And the most important one is going to be the active form of folate. folate. Now, Let's distinguish between folic acid and the active methylfolate that we're talking about. The active methylfolate will be called methyl tetrahydrofolate, which is a mouthful, so it gets abbreviated MTH. Okay. Okay. And so you'll see it on shelves by itself. It'll say one. It'll say five MTH. And uh, basically what that is, is that's the active form of folic acid, and that's what's used in the cycle. Unfortunately, folic acid is not used in the cycle. So even though we're, e- we're eating bread that's enriched with folic acid or cereals mm-hmm. en- enriched with folic acid, that's not necessarily going to be helpful. So I am uh, – you, you kind of – I hit a few things here, you, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, <laughs> you got me there. I need, I need to catch up on a few things here. Uh-huh. So if I have this problem, I need to be taking this active form of B vitamins and folate. Correct. Yeah. And so what you're going to do for me is sit down and, and – Talk me through my symptoms, what's going on, and then point me to the right combination of these products. Because if you turn me loose in the drugstore, I'm going to get lost. Yeah, absolutely. So there are specific products that have those methylated vitamins. And also, depending on that SNP, we might want to make sure you're getting another vitamin called riboflavin in there, too. So that's another B vitamin. So, But we want the active form of riboflavin. And so there's an active form of riboflavin just like there's an inactive form. And so it becomes more complex, and you're exactly right, Lee. That's, that's my job is to try to explain it. And you have put together a blend of these things called Custom Methyl CPG. And you said this is kind of like the master starting point, right? To me, this is where this would be the initial starting point because it's going to have a combination of those active vitamins that we need, those B vitamins, and they're all involved in that process of that cycle. Okay. Mm -hmm. So after I start taking these things, how will I notice a difference? How long do I need to expect to see beyond these vitamins before I'm going to notice a difference? Yeah. Well, that's a great question, and that's going to vary greatly. So, So, for example, let's say you might have a sleep issue. That may take more... We might see the homocysteine come down pretty quickly, but we still have to make the DNA changes to help make the melatonin in the first place. So, you know, that could take a few months to six months or a year if it's been a real significant problem for you. And is there any downside to this? Is there any toxicity that's going to occur? I mean, B vitamins, typically you urinate out what you don't use. Yeah, there are some that, for example, some of the 5-MTH vitamins are higher dose than others. In fact, there is a um, what they call a medical food vitamin that's that's available on prescription um, that has high dose of 5-MTH. Usually the high dose ones, they run the problem that if you... Further down the cycle, we have another chemical process where we are inactivating some of our brain chemicals. And if for some reason you're gummed up, but we, that step of that process, which is under the influence of another, of another genetic factor, it's possible we could overexcite you. 
Okay, so now make you even worse. So the point is we start slow and go low and just kind of see how your body responds. Got it. Yeah. If I go and talk to my doctor about this and say, hey, I was listening to the radio and a pharmacist Greg Russell told me I need to look at my homocysteine and methylation pattern. What is the doctor going to say? I think, you know, the interesting thing is this is not new theory. It's kind of been out, especially with homocysteine, for, man, 25, 30 years now. And the question always was, has the horse already left the barn? Is the homocysteine level due to the fact that there's damage that's occurred, so now the homocysteine level's there, or did the homocysteine contribute to it? I think now we know that the homocysteine itself contributes to it because it is irritating and it's atherosclerotic and, and whatnot. Um, but a lot of times doctors aren't thinking about things like homocysteine because they're, you know, you 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 know, not on their fault, but they're under a lot of time pressure and they're right. going to try to hit you with a drug. You got and eight minutes care. and they're trying to solve a problem, right? Sure. So they're sure. not looking back. So at they're not the looking source. at that, but it's something that again. You can measure, or anybody can measure, and but you want to look at your. It's starting starting to get involved in uh, getting added to some of the lab tests. You might already have that homocysteine level if you go back and look at your records. Okay, mm-hmm. let's bring this home with a. Uh, what's the first step for me? I, I think the first step would be if you have things like any of the symptoms that we talked about. Look and see if you have a homocysteine level somewhere. And if you have one and it seems to be elevated out of that, that's 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 a I mean this is a a SNP is considered a a not a typical reaction, but if it's common enough, it becomes a SNP. So it's a fairly common thing. It, it's, it affects uh, 25 to 50% of the population has some form of this SNP. And the question is, if you have the high-risk variety, that's, that's the people that we really want our antenna to go up to. So you want to know what your homocysteine level is. And then at that stage, if it's high, then probably come talk to us. You know, we can give you a little guidance. You know, consultations are always available. Right. We have three pharmacists there at most most days, and we're, we're happy to talk to you about it. Yeah, and I like the fact that um, I can overcome this with the proper diet and exercise and eating all those right foods and do it naturally. But come on, how many of us are going to do that? I, I can't imagine that you're going to be that disciplined. Yeah, it's, and especially it's, if you feel lousy to start out with. Uh, that's exactly right. So, you know, it, it becomes a vicious cycle, right, in our health. And we don't want our he- health to continue to cascade out of control. So, you know, trying to do some of the simple things can really help. And um, and that's that's what we're here for. So I want to bring it back to uh, custom methyl CPG, a once-a-day combination of activated vitamins. Mm-hmm. And this is a product that is blended for you at Fort Wayne Custom RX. And if it's appropriate for me, um, the cost is pretty nominal. You said about a dollar a day, maybe. Yeah, maybe extreme. a dollar a day, yeah. Yeah, so not extreme. And no, no real risk of doing anything harmful. Is there any medication interactions I need to be aware of? Um, not typically for, for these B vitamins um, that I would be too concerned about. Um, it's interesting that methylfolic acid itself is is a um, um, is important. Um, there are some drugs that can deplete it over time. Um, so you know we want to be on the watch for that. Again, that's the consultation. We can go through that. I have to look at the chart. There's so many of them. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I, I'm glad we at least put the headlights on this one, and people now might start thinking about it. And if you've got that list of symptoms and you just are always fatigued and they can't find what the problem is, here's a place to at least start and check that box and understand, is 
Could this be a factor? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it's good to know. Yeah. And next month, we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, how methylation, the connection with things like Alzheimer's and uh, ADHD and even some autism. So it's kind of interesting how all this research is looking into it. Man, you, you just hit my hot button. You know how I am about dementia. That concerns me greatly, <laughs> so I'll be listening yeah, for that. That's yeah. Greg Russell from Fort Wayne Custom Rx. You can always find them online at fwcustomrx.com. On the other side of the half hour, we're talking about an amoeba that actually eats brain tissue. And it's rare, but it's something to know about and take steps to prevent. We'll do that and more on the Health Code Live Radio Hour next. Podcasts by Federated Media.